Welcome back to the Urban Lore Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Castaños. Grandmas, abuela, oma, whatever you call your parents' mother, she's probably an amazing source of family stories, embarrassing stories about your parents, and some questionable fables. My own grandmother was absolutely no exception to the rule. She was born in 1901 to immigrant parents from Switzerland. Her mother was, in fact, a mail-order bride who came to the U.S. at age 13. But my grandmother, um, wonderful woman, caretaker, strong, all the things you think of from a kind of an old-world grandmother, but also could tell some pretty interesting stories that she would swear were absolute facts. Maybe your grandmother told some of these same stories because they're actually pretty common. Could easily fall into the category of urban legend, probably before grandmothers knew there were such things as urban legends. Maybe it's because I live in South Texas, but a good many of her stories entailed snakes. So just the mention of the word snake sends a shiver up many, many people's spines the same way the idea of a spider can send an arachnophobe into a complete tailspin. But as most of us know, even though you have a fear of it, and fears are illogical, but that doesn't make them any less fearful, most snakes are absolutely harmless. And even those that are venomous, um, your likelihood of, of running afoul of one of those and having any kind of serious outcome, very minor. But either way, let's get back to Grandma and her snake stories. Even Pecos Bill, um, if you're not familiar, it's Texas's kind of version of Paul Bunyan, who was renowned for, you know, lassoing tornadoes and all kinds of crazy, bigger-than-life things, had encounters with hoop snakes. You heard me right. Hoop snakes. If you're not familiar with the dreaded hoop snake, uh, my grandmother would tell you that this particular species could grab its own tail in its mouth and and roll downhill at a frightening speed. You know, imagine a hula hoop on edge rolling down a hill. Rather than striking with its fangs and mouth, it had poisonous barbed tail that, you know, when this rolling downhill could achieve speeds of nearly 60 miles an hour, and when it encountered its prey, it would straighten itself out and shoot like a javelin and take down the prey. Really, my, my grandmother swore not only that this was real, but she'd also seen it. Um, I guess hoop snakes only live on top of hills so that they can roll down and use gravity to chase their prey. Maybe that's their, their environmental strategy. The idea of the hoop snake has been largely and completely dissolved. No ideas, no reality to it. There was even a naturalist in, I think it was New York, that put like $10,000 in a bank and said that he would pay it out for anyone that had evidence of the hoop snake. But the story of the hoop snake still pops up from time to time. And if it's not a direct um, experience, then it's got that urban legend. Well, no, but my aunt's grandma said once that she saw one. 
keeping with the snake theme and grandma, my own at least, uh, she told a, a fairly common urban legend about a little girl that was sitting on the porch of her farmhouse and came inside and said, uh, can I have a bowl of milk for my kitty? The parents thought this was delightful because they didn't own a cat, but they thought, well, maybe there was a stray cat in the neighborhood or she was uh, had an imaginary friend that was a kitten. So they gave her a little bowl of milk. She goes and sits out on the porch and they can hear her very sweetly and gently talking to the kitty. And they look outside and the kitty's actually a five plus foot long rattlesnake drinking milk out of the bowl next to the little girl. The little girl completely oblivious to any danger that she might be in. Once again, my grandmother swears that she knew someone that this happened to. Um, but you do find the story all around the nation. And it probably goes all the way back to the misidentification and naming of uh, the milk snake. That we don't have any species of snakes that actually drink milk. Moreover, uh, and I'll, I'll go on with a third legend that my grandmother said that she saw firsthand before we go back to the naming of the milk snake. But she also said she encountered a snake suckling a cow, actually drinking milk directly from the udder of a cow. Uh, once again, we go back to the idea that, that snakes typically do not drink milk. Um, they are not weaned that way. Of course, they are cold-blooded. They are born of eggs. Um, so it's believed that because this certain variety of snake was so often found in the milking barn or the cow barn, that people began to make this two and two equals seven kind of mathematical equation. And they called the snake the milk snake. Well, the reason the milk snake is in the barn, because there are also mice and rats in the barn. They are strictly carnivores and they eat the mice and the rats that would be in the barn. And maybe if there's hay and feed in the barn for the cow, the rats are feeding on that, and therefore, you know, circle of life, the snakes are feeding on the rats. No one had the, the heart to take grandma to task, and nor should you, by the way, about maybe the lack of uh, empirical biological knowledge. But the stories were great. And as I've said a hundred times on this show, this is a podcast about stories, and as a little kid, I was mesmerized by the idea of hoop snakes and faux kittens and snakes drinking milk from cows. Have you encountered a hoop snake? Were you on the wrong end of a hill when it attacked? If you have, please drop us a line at urbanlorepodcast at gmail.com. Or you can follow us on Twitter at Urban Lore Pod. For the Urban Lore Podcast, I'm Tom Castaños. <laughs>